0: Brian McCoven.
1: Hey, everybody. How you doing today?
0: Hey, David Hall.
2: Hello,
3: hello, hello.
0: Greg Hectus. Hey, guys. Tony Groves.
3: Hey, evening, gentlemen.
0: And Tony Rochette.
4: Hey, everybody.
0: <laughs> and welcome hey, back, special guest, for Hinden U-House. Thanks for having me today, guys. All right, on the show this week, we'll be welcoming welcoming pro painter and hardware developer Brandon Uhouse to the show again. We'll cover the first race of the Porsche Tag Heuer Super Cup Series, while iRacing announces another World Championship Series, and we'll look at iRacing's involvement in the development of the Clash at the Coliseum.
2: Who? <laughs>
1: and remember, you can follow along with us on your PC or mobile device in real time. As you listen to the show and see for yourself, all of these great topics and products we'll discuss by visiting iRacesLounge.com and selecting show notes. So let's see you there.
0: Are you struggling with maximizing your braking zones when you're on iRacing? Looking up when you're trying to push it to the limit? I was in your shoes not too long ago. I'd see my competition breaking deeper than me, but no matter what I'd try, I couldn't match them. Until I started using SimCoach's P1 Pro pedals. With their true hydraulic design, they feel just like you're driving a car. They're made right here in the USA and even offer a lifetime warranty. For a limited time, Sim Coaches is, is offering you guys 10% off of your order. You won't find a better discount anywhere. Head over to simcoaches.com and use iRacers Lounge at the checkout. And we're so happy to be Working with simcoaches.com, we just talked to Lawrence uh, from Simcoaches over there, and uh, pretty exciting time. Uh, he was just telling us he's building Bobby's pedals like, as they, as we speak. Yeah, Bobby just ordered uh, a bunch of stuff, including Simcoaches, and uh, he went off of your recommendation, David.
2: Well, I've... Like I said from before, you you push that brake pedal, and it feels real. It just it literally feels real. I, it's amazing the stuff I'm able to do now that I that I couldn't do. Like Bathurst was almost fun the other day in the GT3 practicing. So I mean, actually it was. It's it, it when you can brake like that, it it just gives you so it lets you do so much more. All right,
0: so let's jump over to Brandon. Welcome back. It's been a while. I know we heard from you over on the aftermath, but it's been how long since you've been on this show? Uh,
4: it would have to be at least a year or two. Uh, it's it's been been a while.
0: Well, tell us what's changed. Let's catch up. Uh, in case the guys haven't, or, uh, our listeners haven't heard the aftermath uh, show with you on it. I mean, you're doing hardware in addition to paints now, and we actually talked about. Your most recent hardware box just a, a a week or two ago it's called the uh i think you call it the lcd telemetry box
4: yeah so my uh my wife over the uh the original covid break that we all had uh pushed me to go public with my designs so yrd House racing designs has kind of gone pretty big for what I expected it to be. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, in the process of doing something along those lines with the, the paint schemes, I was looking for a button box and I decided to, uh, get me and a a friend of mine together. Who's pretty tech savvy. I'm not the tech savvy one. It's this other gentleman that's helping me out. Um, but we, uh, we decided to put some button boxes together and yeah, it's just kind of expanded since it's, it's kind of a neat process and, uh, we're taking as many requests as we can get. Uh, yeah, we, we started making LCD screens, uh, which is kind of neat. Um, you know, there we're not making the actual LCD screen itself, but we're making the the hardware and, and making it all put it in together. So, uh, you could you know, have a little scroll there. You can have a little relative there. You could put a lap time, what your speed is oil pressures, you know, temperatures, anything like that. So that way you don't have to crowd up your, uh, your screens. If you're, if you don't want to run any, uh, background apps or anything
0: like that very cool and um and the button boxes themselves uh i mean you got the carbon fiber front you know you got the braided usb cord i mean you really got the high-end look to it
4: yeah we're we're trying to be as competitive as possible for pricing uh i mean obviously there's definitely some there's definitely some manufacturers out there that are making very expensive and high edge high-end technology stuff and button boxes we wanted to keep it simple our biggest thing was a brake bias knob i mean a lot of people don't make brake bias knob button boxes um and we just wanted to focus our button box strictly around the brake bias um you know one thing that you know what we've learned as i racers and sim racing is that you never can put enough brake bias movement into your into your rig so um that was one of the main things why we started making the boxes and Just trying to be as cost effective as possible we don't want
0: to break the people's banks you know yeah and i mean i really like the one that had the the key you know the ignition with the key you know where you would put a key in it i mean i I, there's not a lot of people doing that so that's pretty unique
4: yeah we uh we thought it was kind of a novelty i mean a lot of people do things that are just serious some people have 12 button button boxes and uh with one Turn dial knob to do brake bias. We thought, well, let's put a key on it because why not? Like, who who wouldn't want to get into their virtual sim rig and sit down and start their actual virtual car? And the nice thing is, those keys come out. So if you wanted to, you could actually take it out, put it on your own key ring, and when you want to sit down on the sim, you could
0: start your own button box up. Very cool. Now I'm seeing some different color schemes and different things. Like this one has a lot of blue LEDs, blue button covers can you do custom work like if somebody said they wanted something special uh yeah we absolutely can um it's
4: not very advertised we're just trying to keep Uh, a consistent product first but if anybody would want something customized uh, as long as they're willing to kind of help us try to find some of the materials that they're looking for but we don't have a problem doing anything that's unique to anybody else Uh, in fact we've had a couple deals go out recently um you know different colors different color combinations you name it we can do it
0: very cool so let's talk about paint um I just drove one of your paints actually and the Daytona 24 and thank you very much. It looked great. Uh, tell us how you're doing with the paints. Um, you know, you're doing the digital artwork as I would call it. And, and then also tell me what you know about NFTs. I mean, I was joking around and made a iRacers lounge NFT, but you know, you artist types, you guys should be the ones making the NFTs. So, um, Yeah. The, the
4: paint side of things is really good. Um, we've, we've had a couple real life cars coming out here this year and we've had a couple last year as well. Um, we're hoping to continuously grow that. Uh, it's it's been a it's been a journey to say the least. But you know we're doing marketing plans now. We have a uh, we have a driver up in the local area here. He's he's meeting with a couple bigger companies in the couple next couple weeks before the race season, trying to get a full full body sponsorship on his late model. And um, you know we we were making. Marketing packets and advertising for him and just so he can show to the sponsors that that's what he's looking for. So uh, we're just trying to be as diverse as possible. With that said, the uh, the iRacing side of things, you know, we've gotten a lot of requests. I'm fortunate that I'm a part of the uh, the NEP iRacing series, the the Grand National series that we run. It's based out of uh, New England and Pennsylvania. A lot of late model drivers that are uh, well known around that area, and a lot of abused me to. To put their cars in the game, so in the Sims, so um, that's a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, so we're we're busy, we're we're trying to keep it as busy as possible, and and we're always accepting new requests. So I actually buttoned up Tony Gross's car today. I'm, I'm actually kind of working on it right now, and uh, he messaged me this morning. He's like, "Hey, I need a car," and I'm like, "You got it, buddy."
5: You you got to make sure you do it as a Logano paint.
0: It is bright the- yellow. Is it gonna have like a sloth on the back, or
4: it's just gonna have a bunch of big yellow bumper stickers and saying "slow"? It's just all it's gonna say. Danger! Watch out! Student driver.
3: <laughs> well, I wanted to point out that you know, th- this is like kind of a, a normal thing for for Brandon. You know, like any any time I've reached out to him, like, "Hey, I need a paint for this" or "I need a paint for that," he's just quickly, "Yep, gotcha." Hey, Brandon. My, my button box broke. I need a button box and so I have a YRD designs button box attached to my to my rig and I wanted to you know point out Brandon like you design the button box around the brake bias knob and that button knob is is big enough. it is so easy to um, cycle I use it to cycle through my my, um, my black boxes and it's just it's so easy to reach in uh, when you can't see anything. I thought that that was just perfect.
4: Nice. That's the first time I've heard that actually. So that's really cool that you're using it for that. Um, I, that's a, that's a good uh, marketing idea to be honest with you, because we have a couple button boxes that are smaller than the one that you have, Tony. And it's basically just a button box and maybe six or seven buttons on it, six or eight or something like that. I forget exactly what it is. Uh, but that's, that's a good thing for VR users like yourself where, yeah, you might not be able to actually see where your buttons are on your, uh, on your rig so some, sometimes. And that way you can actually feel where uh, a turn dial knob that would be very useful to get through the black boxes. That's a good idea.
0: I can't hear you.
2: Now, did we lose Brandon? I'm here. I
0: think we just lost Groves, his keyboard. He might need you to design him a keyboard. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he <laughs> muted himself off of the button box. We'll, we'll just do go you, with that.
1: Do you make push to talk buttons?
4: Uh, we have not done a push to talk button yet. Um, it's been talked about Um, where our biggest thing there is um, we're trying to figure out how to 3d print it where it's like a universal grip to a steering wheel. Um, But we just haven't mastered it yet, probably solely because I'm the only one with the wheel Um, and I only have a G27. So it's hard for us to figure out other specs and dimensions without, you know, sinking the cost into it. So uh, that's just one thing that we're, that we're working on. It's not ready yet, um, but we
5: are talking about it, yes. I think Rose needs a new headset.
0: That's funny. Yeah, he's trying to talk.
6: I think I got it now.
0: I hear you. That's funny.
6: This is gold for the uh, live listeners.
0: Yeah, what's funny is when we, the audio listeners on the podcast, it'll all get truncated out, the silence, as we listen to Tony uh, try to talk on his microphone. The Canadian
5: government silenced him.
0: So, Rochette, tell us. I mean, you do, you turn to Brandon for your paints that we're going to talk about. Um, tell us about that. Yeah,
5: I, I just needed something rebranded, uh, get away from the from the tiger. Uh, we we wanted to try something different, and was sitting thinking about animals, and you know, I, I I got a parrot, so why not go with a parrot scheme? And uh, that's exactly what it's going to look like. Uh, it's going to be green, uh, some yellow white red uh you, you you all see it in here in a little bit jimmy buffett Aaron? no no no, oh. no 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 buffett oh i think i i think buffett would have been a word for the for the first logo that you came up with brandon yeah that's true that would have been a good idea yeah we we made uh
4: we made a whole logo for for tony and um the color scheme is pretty good it's it's pretty much identical to a parrot um but it's clean it's sharp it's
0: it's
5: a race car parrot yeah you're, you're definitely going to see this car coming
0: all right so you do logos you did the aftermath logo too huh yep
4: uh that was a that was a co-op with my wife and i my wife is actually the graphics designer of the family um she's that's what her active position in, in the world is her active career and um i just i just dabble in it a little bit so she's the better one of the two of us but um you know, she her and I sat on here for a couple hours one night after the guys asked us to to put something together and came up with that. So that that's a good thing. And yeah, we do it all. We do logos, banners, um, you know, anything vinyl operated. We we have places to get those printed and shipped. Uh if you are a real life driver, we could do hero cards and stickers and anything, you know, anything that you're looking for, we can we could put it together for you
0: wow that's great um lots of different uh services especially for that uh regional type local driver who doesn't really have access to such things you know
4: yeah that's that's one of the that's one of the end goals of this uh of yrd is is to to get it to where you know we're we're more of a short track and uh you know obviously we want to be as big as we can make it to be but uh we want to get it to where we can. We have a, a good market in the short tracks. We want to be able to help the guys out. The The biggest thing for me is, as a former racer, is we know funding is hard to come by, especially in local short track racing. And the more the more marketability that you have, the more money you're going to get from your sponsors. And therefore, the better you're going to be on the track, it's just the, the nature of the business. And obviously you got some people that are man that don't throw that much money into their cars, but uh, we want to we try to try to get them as marketable as possible for, for their race seasons.
0: Well, sounds pretty good, Brandon. Uh, thank you for coming on and talking to us about your products and we've been kind of talking about your stuff as we see it come out uh in our hardware section. But uh yeah, thanks for coming on and telling us more about it.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me. Um hopefully uh the next time we don't wait over I think it may have been maybe it was two years since I kind of got back into iRacing a little bit. So uh yeah, thank you. Um if anyone's looking for any products just uh hit us up on Facebook, UH Racing Designs, brand new house or uh we're on Instagram and Twitter. If it's not we're more popular on Facebook, so hit us up on there if you need anything for, for iRacing.
0: All right. Brandon, U-House, U-House uh, uh, Racing Designs, thank you. And, uh, hey, we'll see you on the track. Sounds good, guys. Got to hit this lead race. We'll see you guys later.
2: kicking it off with the iRacing Off-Road Championship Series. Um, iRacing is now stog- staging its first ever professional sim racing series for short course off-road trucks in the summer of 2022. The iRacing Off-Road Championship Series is kicking off Wednesday, June 22nd and it's featured it's featuring the uh, Pro Force Stadium Truck competition or competing in the premier short course venues across America with the 25,000 purse on the line with 10,000 to the champion.
0: So, I kind of read this as it's replacing the uh, Rallycross. Is that how you read it?
2: No, because it doesn't say anything about Rallycross. But, I mean, that's a it's, it's a good guess, but it doesn't, unless there's something that says Rallycross has been cut.
0: Well, the third paragraph, uh, it says this. The introduction for the iRacing off Championship Series follows four successful years of the iRacing Rallycross World Championship
2: uh still that may just be be bragging on uh, – uh, that it could be but it doesn't guarantee it yeah i, I
0: mean it could be I mean, it could be a replacement or they just could be saying oh you know we're in our fifth year of dirt road
2: so yeah so they're just expanding the the road beyond just the just the uh, rallycross the rallycross is really struggling in in real life right is it even around anymore
0: no not in the us yeah it has its own little
6: niche Uh, audience but it's not a huge thing televised anymore i think it would be kind of like stream stuff or or, uh i think the only time you really see the rally cars in the u.s would it not be when they do the x games
0: well that travis pastrana thing i went to at um wild horse pass i mean that's a kind of like a rally cross sort of
2: Well, that was that was talking about the uh, the short road course or short dirt road courses. What about the uh, the opposite end of the spectrum when you run a 24 hour all by yourself, uh, Tony?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's always at least one person that does this every year. And Hayden Gullis posted a video of him completing his solo 24 hours, and just a couple of stints that I did. And no, it wasn't even like two full stints. It was like three three hours, and I'm like four i don't think so i don't know how you do it solo
0: i think tyler would have done one solo that's the thing like you were talking about last time tony was you know even after a two or three hours you're just sitting there like what am i doing you know we're just rolling around the track but man to sit there for 24 hours and you think about bathroom breaks and you know you probably need to stand up and stretch and wow
2: I mean, I guess it's an accomplishment, but I I would hate to do all of that and then just turn around and get disqualified. Right. Because that
6: doesn't count. It, I mean, for you fair, get disqualified. Sure. <laughs> the only thing you would have is one a hell of a safety rating. Yeah. Like if he, that would be the only upside. But the rest of it, you're right, David. Like, you're basically entering it knowing you're losing whatever I rating you got. You hope you're not the first car in there. So you, go, so you get DQ'd right out. But um, it yeah, may I, be. I I like the idea. It's a tough accomplishment, but usually those are like followed by guys that are raising money too,
2: right? Yeah. And they're big time streamers a lot too, for sure. Though with the fair share rule, I'll have to double check on one hour, but I know even with like six or seven drive, or, or actually even when there's just two drivers, the math works out that one of the drivers can get away with it at, at least two hours. If you get two hours, I know that's fair share. So do, just have one guy come in for an hour uh, every 12 hours or something.
0: Take a food break or something, potty break, sleep
2: break. Yep. All right. So, yeah, so T- Tony mentioned that uh, we've
1: seen this before in the past years, but I don't remember ever seeing a uh, video of the driver actually doing it, and this guy looks surprisingly refreshed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not that bags under his eyes or anything that would indicate that he's been driving for 24 hours. It's well, how old is he? amazing. Oh, well, yeah, he is, he is a young-looking dude. Well, yeah, you know, That always helps. The other,
6: the other thing, too, Brian, is he is 16th on the chart. Like, did he take a break? Like, there's no – it said he completed a 24-hour race. Was there a quick break? And they're like, I don't know where – how many laps he completed compared to everything else. Like, it would be interesting to see
0: um, the stats on it, right? Yeah, as far as we know, he might have parked it for six hours, you know? <laughs>
2: Yeah, and you, and you can, if you remember in your in your post high school days or college days, you could get away with an all nighter or a lock in or you know something like that where you completely throw your sleep schedule out of whack, and it does it just doesn't affect you as bad at that age. You know, you try to party till three thirty in the morning when you're forty, and you pay for it for a week, right?
1: True.
2: He's got the Red Bull IV in him.
1: He's taking yep. taking some
2: kind of a medical help. Well, something that we do see at a lot of parties, though, actually, is confetti, right? Especially if it's like New Year's or or something like that, right? Um, and this guy, this needs to be captured and put on everything because this is a I I th- I think he's figured out he could do it on purpose because he runs straight for the t- these tires, hits it head on, and I guess a Skippy, and then just starts peeling out the front tires or, or in 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 the in the tire in the dirt or or, or into the tires tire barrier, and it's just spewing to really everywhere, non-stop. It's pretty wicked looking. Dipping Dots. It reminds me of uh,
6: a wood chipper, or taking a tree stump out or something, <laughs> it's just grinding the front of the car, but the car's not disappearing.
0: And it's the same color as the car. I, you know, if you had a different color car, I think the confetti would be different colored.
6: He's definitely like dipping the damage model there.
0: Yeah, dipping Dots. Uh, that's uh, a very visual describer. It's kind of like a fountain, you know, kind of looks like water coming up and flowing out.
2: It's definitely pretty crazy. Um, So it looks like we're on a theme of crazy ideas, though, because this next one sounds pretty crazy, Brian.
1: Yeah, this was um, actually from a TikTok video posted by someone who calls himself Moonhead. He posted a video of a cup race at Talladega with a twist. So the drivers are able to run through the pit stalls as part of the course. So rather than going through the normal tri they they cut through the pit pit lane and everybody races through the pit lane three or four wide. Um, and it's just carnage. It looks really actually like a lot of fun, but, and there, there was a, a car sitting at the end of pit road that these guys got into and just, you know, exploded all over the place. So at, it's pretty interesting to to try a, try a Talladega race using the pit road as part of the track.
0: Yeah, I got to try this. I imagine they have to clear the black flags of everybody, you know, as soon as they leave pit road. But, I mean, it would work. And it, it's so cool to see them go at speed, you know, getting on the pit road as fast as you possibly can, you know.
2: Are you listening to this announcer? Oh, wow. Yeah, we got to try this, Tony.
0: Yeah,
5: I, I remember posting this in the chat uh, I think it was Sunday and, and I was
0: like wow wow. alright so we have a new fun race to try how about some AI Greg now going through this
6: uh, it was interesting so this is an article put up by uh, I guess painter uh, Brandon Langsley's, Langless. Um, he's posted up a, a substantial thread here uh in the in the forms of paint jobs for the uh for different series um but for the ai part of it so you can have like full rosters so the first one i guess that uh, i stumbled upon here was the uh the porsche mobile one super cup so you can have them as ai and it shows you all the stuff where to you know how to set it all up um, with it, the way the roster is. And uh, I guess, is that, is that showing the percentage of how good they are, too, their strength in there?
0: Yeah. yeah um, I've never set programmed. up a, a
6: roster for the uh, um, AI, but man, he's got the Indy cars, uh it has got the Indianapolis 500 paint schemes from last year for the whole field. He's got Fanatec GT World Cup, European Endurance Series 1. He's got... Uh, spa 24 hours, just amazing. And then even at the bottom, he's actually, he's got super car, cu- super cars. And at the bottom here, you can start getting the rosters from the, the cup series from each race for the paint schemes that they ran in the races last year. It's an awesome thing. If you're looking to, uh, if you're an AI, uh, racer on here you want schemes it's a definitely a, def, a awesome thread to go from it's uh what's the title of it? it's bl bl's offline real world replica rosters is the thread
2: yeah i was scanning it first thinking wow he's doing all the road races then he gets down to to a cup and he's actually doing every paint scheme they've done not just not just one that's pretty impressive that's a lot of work
0: yeah so you can download the 2021 daytona 500 um you I did this. I installed about four or five of these actually,, uh, but it's a Google Drive link, and you basically download a zip, you unzip it into uh, the AI folder. And uh, yeah, and then if you run an AI race at Daytona, then you when you're setting it up, you there's a dropdown where you can pick the paint scheme, you know grouping or whatever they call it. That goes with it. And so uh, this is the best way to do AI um, is to let somebody else do all the paints for you.
6: I don't know if any of you guys, obviously when we race NASCAR 2003, this kind of brings back when you always, at the beginning of the year, you look for the uh, car pack to to run that, to uh, update your car sets for it. This kind of just brings me back to that where you have all these you know, paint jobs for uh, each each car that you can race against, and if you're doing some offline testing or that's what you like to do, this is perfect.
2: Definitely yeah. very cool.
0: Yeah, and it gives the names of the you know he he programs in the names of the Cup drivers too, so you're not racing the iRacing staff like normally in AI. You, you know, it's programmed with Brad Keselowski and you know Ryan Priest and all these guys.
2: Uh, before we hit the next topic, I, w- I want to do a quick follow up on something we covered last week. We were talking about the twenty four stats last week, and I noticed that he didn't have the totals. Well, he he actually had replied for uh, in the forum, and last year the total teams he didn't have drivers, but he had, last year or twenty twenty one the total teams was three thousand fifty three. This year the total teams was thirty four forty seven. So it was still it was a considerable jump, even with the class drop. And then uh, that's a quick little update, and the next thing we have is not a quick little update, Tony. Yeah, Tyler
3: Hudson posted in the forums that the graphical updates for the new spoiler on the next-gen Cups will be released later. They wanted to get the car physics released ASAP for testing, NIS, and Coke series. So, yeah, we just got to wait for the eye candy. They'll they'll get it to us soon enough, I'm sure. I'm kind of glad they went this way. I'd much rather uh, the car physics beforehand. It's all right. I think we've got
0: to wait until Vegas for the, for the short spoiler anyway. True. But it does uh, explain why we didn't have the, the chopped-off spoiler, you know, when they put out the package.
6: Yeah, we pretty it's, much just Because when we were running the uh, – because I'm guessing the configuration we had when we ran Daytona the other night, that spoiler was correct, right?
2: Not necessarily. Um, I don't know if they had a different – I don't know if it was as tall as it would have been. Last year, because it was not updated for this year, but if, but the package for the, for the plate tracks is still different than the old small package. So I'm, it's a, it's a tough guess, but it's, it's not the spoiler you're normally going to see, even though it's going to be taller than, than the uh, regular short track spoiler or normal track spoiler. Yeah. Cause I just
6: noticed when we were following, it was an awfully high spoiler on that car. It was nothing. You definitely couldn't see
0: through the other car. All right, next up, uh, some L.A. Coliseum feedback from jalopnik.com. They posted an article with their thoughts on the L.A. Coliseum. While uh, Zach Sternolio, writing for frontstretch.com, explored uh, how iRacing played a pivotal role in the success of the Clash. And so we have some great quotes from uh, these articles. I wanted to read a couple of them. Quote, iRacing has been tremendous in helping us create this track and really put it together. Ben Kennedy said Friday while standing atop the fresh asphalt on turn four. I have to give Steve Myers and Greg Hill and the entire team over there a ton of credit. We sent them a CAD file of what this track would look like in the fall of last year. They put it on their service. They built a couple different variations on it. We played with the banking a little bit. We played with the track a little bit, played with the different rumble strips in the corners, and we got a ton of great data and feedback from our cup drivers and professional esport drivers that jumped on there
2: i mean we watched we all were just our chat was more active during the race sunday than i think it's been in a long time right uh i know there, there may have been some sour grapes out in the twitterverse the noisy minority or whatever but that was an awesome show uh it's what a lot of what we've been asking for and one of the reasons it says, it says right here is they can basically design a track and see what it does in race conditions now on iRacing and avoid a lot, a lot of the pitfalls of just the guesswork that would happen in the old days, right? So this is quite amazing. And that's
0: what this next quote uh, really talks about. They asked Dale Jr., would NASCAR be willing to take these bold risks so quickly without the advantage of iRacing's resources? And Jr. says, probably not. I think that iRacing being able to build this track and then let their really, really good, talented iRacers vet the track and give their feedback is an incredible scenario. It's very lucky for NASCAR, especially with the position that NASCAR is in with this sort of new, ambitious thought process on street courses. He also says, I think iRacing opens up the possibilities, right? NASCAR can go into these projects with such more confidence being able to build a virtual rendition of the track and being able to actually have competitors compete on that virtual track. You can make a render. You have an artist create a render or draw something, but you really can't race that render. So if you can't put competitors on that render and let them go after it and see what they think. With the iRacing software and that component, it really opens up the possibilities of what NASCAR can do and how creative they can get.
5: Well, you look at it, the success for the, uh, for the Coliseum, and then you get the, the, the failure of the Chicago street course.
2: <laughs> so is that because you don't like the street course?
6: Yet. The, the Coliseum had a live, like, the Chicago never got a chance.
2: So is Chicago not happening? Is that what you're, you're saying?
6: I'm guessing that it was a test right now, but who knows what will happen, right?
2: Well, that's what they're aiming for, but there's a lot of politics on going into setting up a street course, right? Um, So they were able to test it. But again, you got to have the mayor and and all the businesses in there be willing to do it.
6: Well, wouldn't they also have to, uh, the city of, or the state of Illinois want a race back there? Like, obviously, they don't have a race in Illinois right now, right? So they lost Chicago. It would be up to, you know, they got to want to do it, right? To, uh, to bring something back there because Chicagoland's not on the schedule anymore.
0: Well, I I mean it's a really good article. It really points out that, you know, this how iRacing has become this great tool for NASCAR and this this whole project of the Coliseum really proves it, proves it out, you know, and uh, you know, what what can they do next? You know, uh you know, where else can we make a, a racetrack that would be really cool?
6: Well and how many people were naysayers saying that, you know, you can't test something like before any of this was done, you got to do it in real life. You can't just go by simulating something and testing it. Well, everything's designed nowadays elsewhere and and put it theorized a billion times before they actually do it. I mean, it's nice to see that something like this, you know, try it, race it, and, 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 you, and then it actually succeeds in real life too. I mean, that was a real fun race to watch. Um, I don't know how many times... If they keep doing it over and over, would it get boring over the years? Probably. But if they, something that they can figure out, they can move around and try different areas. It might be uh, worthwhile for them to try it with the sim and build different things out of it. Right.
2: Yeah. And on the sim thing, not being, being important, all the racing teams now, because of, because testing is pretty well banned, all their data and all their setup plans come through simulations. Right. It's all it's all engineering. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. How about a fake iRacing store, David?
2: Well, we've been seeing this for quite a while, and I guess it's kind of coming back again. But iRacing's posting on Twitter, and they've I've also been seeing it on both the website and the user interface that they are investigating a fake iRacing store scam. And they remind everybody to only make purchases from iRacing.com, members.com iracing.com or steam and you should never ever share your iracing logo info or login info
0: i was curious i went google and looking for a fake iracing store and i couldn't find it
2: (laughs) well if you're googling fake it's probably a bad fake if it actually shows up on the google as fake
0: (laughs) i couldn't find it but that was a that's my point i went kind of looking just to see if it was like out there that people can easily find it. And I, I couldn't easily find it. Okay, that was a quick hit. Uh, Brian, we got video of this crazy event on Monday Night Racing League.
1: Yeah, this is uh, one we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks. But um, So uh, Rowdy, the Rowdy Energy Drink Monday Night Racing League finale was this past Friday, or past Monday, I'm sorry. Um, we started off with a, a tweet from uh, Taylor Burris. It's a uh, video of them setting up the stage where uh, all these uh, uh, racers are going to be racing live and in person for this finale. Really cool. Then uh, yeah. the next the next video came from Monday Night Racing League's own Twitter page, and it's actually a. Uh, the guys who actually perform it on, on stage here—they had a giant screen where they could uh, they could highlight some of the drivers that are that are in the race for the audience who's there live watching. Um, they're, they're able to check it out. Um, it looks like uh, Adam Cabot Cabot is uh, was uh, leading towards the end of the race and wound up uh, taking the uh, checker flag in that thing and and winning the uh, winning the championship. So, uh, the last video we posted was also from uh, Noah Lewis on his Twitter, and it was basically the uh, trophy um, um, celebration for for uh, Adam after he won his uh, victory. So a uh, really cool event to see uh, live people watching sim racing. You never never really see something like that where uh, you know we actually have sim drivers in a in a big room staged for an audience.
0: What a scene. I mean, we only have an eight second video of the actual event but as they pan around the room you can see it's standing room only you know there's there's probably seating for maybe a hundred and then there's a lot of people standing kind of in the back and on the side so big big crowd there's probably i don't know 10 or 12 actual simulators with people racing on them big screens up above the stage where you know they can get a a, you know the audience can see you know close-up views of what's going on but the atmosphere seems tense, you know, like it's real quiet. Nobody's talking, you know, everyone's just tense, you know, tense moment kind of thing.
1: Yeah. They did have a PA announcer though, uh, at the event who was uh, calling, calling on the race. And, uh, so, uh, so, uh, they were keeping people informed as what's going on. It's a pretty interesting thing to see. Really cool.
0: We also saw some video from Casey Kerwin. I think he was there. Um, I didn't get it on the script, but, you know, similar looking video, but he was saying, man, this is so cool. uh, You know, big sim events like this, we need to keep doing this, you know, bringing people together in person. I don't know if it's feasible for like the Coke series, you know, where, you know, those drivers are spread all out. You got people in different countries and, but maybe you bring together some of them, you know, maybe on a special events.
1: Yeah. Like an all-star thing where, you know, chances are, if you bring in your rig, you might not be as uh, comfortable with your surroundings and stuff like that. It might not be your idea for your best result. But if it was like an exhibition all-star type of thing, yeah, why not? You don't have to invite the whole uh, Coke field, you know, just maybe the top 20 or something like that to keep some of the costs down and traveling people around. But who knows? That might be something that could be done.
0: Pretty cool. Like, really need to see that. Something else uh, neat to see is uh, tribute and community. The Lotus 49 community actually paid tribute to their fallen friend, Colin Bentley, and iRacing actually posted the video of the tribute on their YouTube page for all of us to see. And uh, Greg, I mean, you mentioned, uh, man, it really shows community. uh, These guys, you know, you know, trying to show a race, you know, to have a race or an event and and honor their uh, their racing friend.
6: Well, and just, I, I I don't know who was on the, uh, if you listen to the video, there's some commentary into it. Uh, I guess it's the broadcast guys, but just listen to them talk about, um, obviously, him as an individual. Just like, you know, even when we interact with each other, we you know, none of us has, has we've met, a, I, you know, I, I've met Tony Groves. I've never met any of the, any of the other guys, but, you know, we're, we're all connected by just, an internet connection. We're not, there's nothing more than, than that. And, and some videos and to have a community of what there's probably what over a hundred cars, maybe in that video that are showing their respects to someone that has passed away. Um, it's a huge, uh, it's, it's, it's saying what, what the iRacing community means to just get in and race. other Yeah. We may be mad at each other sometimes or whatever, but we understand that this is a passion and a hobby and it's awesome to see um this type of stuff of get people together to be able to do this
0: yeah and they did a you know a parade lap and then at the end they kind of all stacked up and rev their engines real loud and you know the lotus 49 guys there's not a lot of people that cycle through that series they're they're like hardcore guys that run that series and and they don't have a lot of people coming in and out i think so i'm sure they're a tight-knit bunch
1: yeah it reminded me a little bit of the um, asphalt sprint series that we had talked about a couple weeks ago, where it's a lot of the same guys uh, that you see on a regular basis in that series. It's such a, it's kind of a niche type, uh, type of uh, vehicle, you know, being, being that it's uh, such a, such a, you know, ex- extinct basically car. Uh, but um, the people who, who are into it and the probably guys who go back, you know, the grand Prix legends when they raced the, the lotuses. Um, so, it's probably been some guys have been around sim racing for a long time.
0: Well, that's the thing. I mean, we all become friends over time. And, and that's the thing that, that makes the community, uh, because you get to know these people over years and, you know, you see them on the track, your casual acquaintances, you, you know, talk once in a while, but after, you know, years on the track, uh, yeah, it's a little different. All right. We had an update, uh, David patch three.
2: Yes, we did. They uh, Just a small little patch, did a few things. They've fixed a thing with the UI now where it's going to stop live updating some of its data to reduce, to reduce the load that it puts on the PC while you're in a race. Uh, uh, let
0: the- me interrupt there. So I, when I read this, I was thinking about, oh, I'm in a race, but I want to register for the next race. And so I go on the website and I hit withdraw and I quickly register for the other one. By then changing this, that means you can't do that in the UI now, right?
2: Uh, it just says some of the live data. I'm sure if you go in and actually re- re- rev- review stuff.
0: It would you, come you back, probably.
2: Um, and I, I mean, I could I could go and test this here in just a second and see what happens if I put us in a race or a practice or something. Um, well, so, But I, I don't think it messes that feature up. But if it does, you still have got the website. A uh, couple of things with tool tips and team racing. And you can now set your warm-up time for a heat race to zero in hosted racing. Uh, there was the update to the easy anti cheat that we've already talked about. They fixed some rendering issues and they made a few changes to the spotter, some new fuel fuel messages and such.
0: Yeah. The fuel message I've been, I think I mentioned that during a race recently, whenever I, uh, pull off for qualifying or I pull off of grid, my spotter is saying you're out of fuel or you have one lap of fuel or
2: something like that. See, it shouldn't, it shouldn't do that if you're in a cup car, because you can't, do qualifying fuel so
0: i don't know but apparently Uh, that fixed that
2: then there's a lot of little small changes to the uh to the uh quite a few cars specifically with the next gen cars they made some changes to the final drive ratios or final drive ratios and also adjusted some of the drafting parameters
0: including uh providing a bit more tandem speed
2: yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works out when, uh, next, when Monday rolls around and we, we, an a open starts up with some Daytoners.
0: I got to say the drafting package is way different, man, uh, with uh, these changes. And I just did a two carb cups before this, uh, recording. Um, and boy, I mean, the, the tandem works, trust me. I mean, you, you get two cars on the outside lane up against the wall, you can go around the whole pack. I mean, it's, it's crazy.
2: Some small changes on the track. They uh, did uh, they just a whole lot of little stuff. Uh, Most notable was they've increased the (laughs) this is good. They've increased the Watkins Glen pace car speed. If you ran IMSA the last time it was there, it was absurdly slow. It was going like forty miles an hour and starting, and you had to lap the whole lap before you could go. So imagine doing cautions at that track. It's pretty crazy. And that pretty well covers the patch. It was, it was a small one, but a lot of little, little good, probably necessary tweaks.
0: All right. Next, a tease by CarQuest. Couldn't figure this one out, Greg.
6: Well, let's uh, go from what I'm thinking it might be. Um, so on the – I'm sorry. I'm just bringing it up here. The, the CarQuest Auto Parts uh, Twitter page, it says, how many of you are fans of iRacing? Uh, And then it says, give us a a follow for some exciting news coming up. So drop your iRacing channel uh, below in the comments so people can find you. So I'm wondering if CarQuest is going to be in here sponsoring a series at some point. Because they don't have anything else. Like, obviously, it wouldn't matter if they're in the the backgrounds of tracks or anything like that on billboards. It's got to be something that they're going to sponsor because that's all they can really could really offer. Right. And is there a money prize with it? Something that they're going to do.
2: Good I don't point. know. That's the best guess. I can't really think of anything else.
6: Or, or is it something because they want people's streaming channels? Is it like a giveaway to the best streaming channel or the, or something like that, or
0: a random draw type thing?
2: Well, if that's the case, if we're competing for average streamers, uh, I've got a good golf score.
0: So I went looking at the, the replies to the tweet, seeing if there's any clues or if anybody has any other good guesses, but no, there was nothing. So we'll stay tuned and uh, see what happens with CarQuest and iRacing. Okay, Brian, a big O Porsche race happened. I missed it.
1: Yeah, this is uh, uh, this past weekend on Saturday was the first week of the tor- Porsche Tag Hoyer Super Cup season, um, week one. Which was held at Hockenheim. So uh yeah, so this new season got underway. Remember it's a, it's a two hundred thousand dollar uh prize pool uh series. So it's a it's a big deal as far as i racing goes. Um and uh looks like the first week the winner was Ayakin Gouven took the first victory of uh the season. Uh and uh Graham Carroll finished second, Jeremy Bootloop finished third. So uh I I was able to watch the first of the two races as if you remember how they do these, they have a qualifying, then they do a shorter race and then they invert the first eight finishers of the shorter race and then they have the final race. So I was able to watch the first one. Uh, I didn't catch the second, the second uh, longer race yet. So I have to go back and watch that. But uh, from what I uh, recall, it was a really good racing. there's some good drafting. They used the new 911 this year, which is a little bit harder to drive. I understand. Uh, so, uh, so really good racing. Um, uh, Sebastian Job, who is probably one of the series favorites, he finished in the top five in the first race, but finished way down the list in the second. I, he must have had trouble. I didn't didn't catch catch what happened to him yet.
0: All right, should be so an also, exciting um, season.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um a lot of VRS cars, uh Coanda cars. So, you know, we know that um a lot of those guys who uh are skipping this season, uh but apparently they have got guys in reserve who are uh also uh a part of that team that uh you know, represented really well in this race.
0: They're deep deep team, yeah. <laughs>
1: So, uh, so if you remember, before that they have the All Star Race, which has a lot of uh, content creators and uh, celebrities. Tony Kanan is on there, um, so uh, that was held first. And the winner of the first race went to Lauren Heinrich, who is a uh, who is actually a super uh, or a Porsche Junior driver. So he's actually a Junior driver for the Porsche. Uh, uh, team there. And, uh, second place was Emily Jones, Emery. And, uh, she was the last, last, uh, last season champion for that all-star, uh, season. You know, uh, Matt Malone was in there. Um, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Tony Kanon. uh, some uh, some real high-end uh, uh, Jimmy Broadbent was on that race. So some really cool guys are on there. It's really fun to watch these streamers in these races because they're so used to being in front of the camera, and you can you can hear them talk and uh, explain what's going on uh, as the race goes on. But uh, Lauren Heinrich, the uh, Porsche Junior driver, I did watch all this race. That dude was just uh, a step above everyone, even Tony Kanaan. Um he he's a really good driver and he was, he was beat in the field by five, six seconds. Um, and that was after being inverted towards the middle of the pack, almost after the second, second feature. So that dude is going to be really tough to beat. Um, almost think he might be too much of a ringer for this series. To be honest with you. Yeah.
0: That's what I was thinking. Why do we have a real life driver at this mix? You know?
1: Well, Tony kanans in there. He's a real life driver, obviously, yeah. but, um, but I, it's the younger guys who've probably been around this type of stuff a little bit longer probably have the advantage over somebody like Tony who's relatively new to uh, the sim sim side of the racing.
0: Well, Tony runs in Brazil, um, I don't know what they call it, but they're cars that are kind of like these, but they, they run them on road courses and stuff. It's like a stock car with a big wing. All right, Greg, I so, uh, got you fired up on this one, I hope. the. Porsche sprint challenge can Canada series
6: Yeah, so I was looking this up um, Just trying to uh, go through it here. I was trying to find <clears throat> so there's uh, To qualify for it's obviously to residents of Canada um, But the open qualifying is going to be at Daytona um, How do we pronounce that track again? Scuba. That one so no, Scuba uh, snoobo circuit and Laguna, Laguna Sega I'm sorry if I pronounced that in the one wrong I don't remember how to pronounce it but uh, it's going on from the February 14th to the 27th in the gt3 cup uh, 911 Porsche um, so the quickest laps uh, will be la- added together for a total for the fastest 40 in Canada so they're just going to take the fastest Forty with uh, lap times put together. Um, I was pretty close last year to this, so let's hopefully I, maybe I got better this year. I don't know. Um, but the uh, the races are going to be uh, starting in March on March seventeenth. There's a uh, eight uh, eight race uh, series for it um, going into June. Uh, Looks like every two. What day weeks. of the week are those races on? That's. Uh, 17th. So they're Thursdays. Well, that'll be good. Great. For yeah. Thursday
0: night.
6: <laughs> uh, anyways. So, um, first place, the uh, prize will be, uh, a Porsche experience event, uh, bridging the gap. Uh, you also have a tag Heuer connect connected watch, a uh, pair of noise canceling headphones from Bose, uh, Porsche motorsports backpack, Porsche motorsports, thermal mug, and iRacing credits, uh, approximate value of the first price prize is $5,154. Nice. Uh, second uh, pri- place prize is Tag Heuer uh, Porsche Formula E t-shirt, hat, and uh, a Lego 99, or 99X electric Formula E car kit, 118th scale. Um, kind of interested. Let's see if I can qualify for it. Um, but I don't know what that means for our podcast, if I do. Interesting.
0: Well, it's a special event. Maybe If you can qualify, say do it, man. Yeah. Go for it, Groves. Go for it. You know you want to. Come on, Groves. Get that Porsche.
3: I'm all over it. How about Yellow? this one?
0: We got the 2022 IndyCar iRacing Series schedule. iRacing has announced uh, that the series is back for 2022. 22- 2022 it's a 16 event schedule kicks off the week of february 22nd at sebring runs through september at laguna new for this season and available after the march release so not sebring we will have an updated rule set that will require the use of multiple compounds for tires for road course course events for a bit more strategy finally
6: they've had two compounds they just never required it
0: in this series Now they have the looks like the normal time slots uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It looks like David maybe they added an an additional one over the normal ones. There's five total.
2: I don't really, I didn't run much yesterday or last year, so I wouldn't know if they've added one for this. It's not lined up the same way NIS is. I don't remember the Monday time slot. I guess would that be? I I can, yeah, one of them looks new.
0: I can't figure out which one. On Sunday?
2: That's, that's late after. Yeah, that's Sunday night, basically. That's the same time as NIS Fixed.
0: Yeah. Okay, so
6: that's right. Sunday morning's right. I don't know. It looks like it might have been actually what it was last season.
0: I don't think anybody on our team has run this.
6: I started it last season. I never, I got what, four races in, three races in, and just, it's hard when, uh, I find it's hard to run some of these series when you've got nobody else on the team to run with.
2: Yeah, I know. How, I know how you're feeling when it comes to those road courses, right? I'd be like, "Y'all come race with me," but um, yeah. Also, I mean, I think the only time I ran it was back when NBC was doing the the thing where we got to run a bunch of stuff with Parker Klugerman on on the live show, right? And one of those was Road America in the in these cars, and that I think that was the only time I ran it. Okay, let's move on to the Bathurst, Twelve Hours. Speaking of road courses, this is going to be an interesting weekend for me now. <laughs> I'm going to be running with two different teams on different start times. But, um, yep, we have the 12 hours of Bathurst coming up um, this weekend. You got the 22, the 7, the 12, and the 16 GMT slime time slots that we've been running each time. Uh, the in-sim start time is 540 a.m., 4, 545 in the a.m. So it starts, it's dark, and then you kind of get to see the sunrise as you go. Uh and it's kind of the standard larger race uh warm up of 30 minutes with the 8 minute solo qualify. Uh weather's dynamic. It is a team event, so you got to declare a minimum of two drivers. And there's a lot of balance of power because the turbocharged engines have an an advantage in high elevation. Looking forward to it.
0: All right, quick it. uh Brian Quick reminder on the Podium 500.
2: Yeah, the last chance
1: reminder for uh, the Podium 500, it starts on February 10th with the preliminary races, $15 to enter. Uh, so, uh, yeah, go to uh, Podium eSports sports to check that out. And, it's full.
2: Uh, and it's also about an hour it's from now. Is it full already?
6: What was that, David? It's, it's also about late. an hour from now. <laughs> yeah, but it yeah. was full. It was full up on, uh, I think I got the email Monday night that it was full.
1: The prelim, if I remember right, the prelim races are only for those with certain, with low enough eye ratings, um, and then if if you had normal you, diff, different uh better eye ratings, I thought you'd go right to the time trials. That yeah, there wrong.
6: was I think it was anything under fifteen hundred was the prelims, and then anything over fifteen hundred eye rating was uh, goes on to the next day.
2: Yeah, those prelims start as we're recording about an hour and ten minutes from now. So my
0: my interest here, I want to watch the race. Um, the final uh, Podium 500 on February 13th at 1 p.m. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be working, but I'll probably watch it on my phone. But this is the first big race of the season, guys, with the next-gen car at at Daytona where we're really going to see how things play out. Um, David, I mean, you and I have been running, and Greg, some of these uh, Daytona races, and it seems like after pit stops, when people get spread out and you get a breakaways, there's no catch in the breakaways. Well,
2: it depends on how well you can get formed up because a seven or eight car pack can run down a four or five car pack. I've seen, I've seen it done. Uh, we did it with, in the, we did it in the gen six car after the new update was happening. We actually caught back up to the lead pack after a green flag stop. So it, it can be done. We'll just, you, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, we're definitely enjoying this package. It's going to be neat to see how it evolves as it goes. Cause both lanes, depending on how well organized they are, can be the lane that leads.
6: <laughs> Two things I'm going to say. The first one is I think the update that they just added will help the car's, go better together so i think there'll be more speed with single cars to help when you you know if you start forming a a a single lane it'll probably be better now with that quick update Uh, and and the second one is is you have to be able to get off pit road and onto the back stretch for people to be able to form up together (laughs) from what we've learned uh from our race monday night you got to get off pit road and get up to the back stretch to be able to race anybody
2: you mean don't miss your box and then spin in, in the process of compensating?
6: Yeah, but then again, there's uh, six other people that caused a caution
2: doing the exact same thing. I did. didn't. I some. I went up onto the track and back down and didn't even get an unsafe exit. It was crazy.
0: All right, moving on. Tony Rochette, uh, you mentioned your paint, and we got a preview on our script, and I kind of like it. It's a comical parrot, is that the fat, chubby little parrot fat chubby parrot, I like it,
5: yeah, Brandon did a great job on here, uh, with the green, white, yellow, and the red on there um it, it definitely it's definitely gonna stand out in the pack um we got aftermath on there, we got the lounge on there, um they got sim coaches on there, I got it right on the right on the rear end, so anybody who comes up to me and wants to pass me they can they can see uh, sim coaches right there. I like the
0: yellow dots or squares that are going along the bottom i don't know if that's like you know droppings from the parrot you know his droppings
5: well when we originally came up with the design we i was i i showed him a car that was kind of instead of the green it was yellow it was um it was a tennessee volunteer car so that's where the checkered bottom comes from is
0: uh is is from their colors well, it's an interesting mix. Uh, I mean, you got the green, you know, which I love—the neon green. But then, you know, your splitter spoiler are a, a bright red.
5: Oh yeah, I mean, my my pair is is he's he's green, yellow, and and he's
0: definitely got some red in him.
6: I was gonna say we got, got a lot of green cars gonna be showing up at the five hundred.
0: I like the bright green and white. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a nice, bright car. Easy to see in the mirror as you push me to the wind. Oh, I,
5: already, I already told Brandon that uh, this is going to be a
0: 500 car. This is going to get it this year. Yeah, I'll push you to the wind this time. Well, it looks good. So, uh, well done on the paint and the rebrand. Yep, no more Tony the Tiger.
6: It's so your TRR Racing. Your T R Racing.
2: we want to take a break from the show for a moment to tell you about our sponsor sim coaches months ago i made the switch to sim coaches from load cell pedals i can tell you from the experience the difference is huge i'm able to break deeper than my competition and be smoother on the power exiting the corner they have helped me a ton Right now, for a limited time, SimCoaches is offering our audience 10% off your order. You can't find a better deal anywhere else. Use code Lounge at checkout. Head over to the simcoaches.com website and get yours now.
0: Okay, podcast housekeeping notes. Aftermath, podcast. Tony, what's going on there?
3: Oh... Well, Chris got himself a real job, and we can get off this silly weekend business, which is really hard to get at it a lot of times, especially during the summer. So we are back to a Friday night recording, and uh, that is going to kick off starting tomorrow.
0: Nice. Looking forward to that. Don't forget our website, iRacersLounge.com, and our Discord. Lots of traffic over there, guys. I'm definitely talking about topic ideas each week. We've been talking third-party apps. I mean, you guys got to get in on the conversation. We're also on the Performance Motorsports Network. And, boy, it's that time of year. Tony, let's talk fantasy. Yeah,
3: here we go. Uh, let's do it again. This will be uh, year number three. 2022 iRacers Lounge podcast in the aftermath. NASCAR Fantasy League. And uh, I, you know what? It, there's not um, too many changes, but once again, they kind of redid the bonus point section for this year. Um, this year, they they really simplified it. I'm not sure if I really like it, but what they've done is you get four, um, you know, head uh, how do I put it? Head versus head, guy versus guy, um, and you and you pick who's gonna finish uh, who's gonna finish better. You have four of those uh, every race for uh, ten bonus points each for a total of forty extra bonus points you can put towards your line. You know everything else is the same. You uh, set your lineup. You got your garage pick. Um, you can only pick uh, you know each driver ten times throughout the regular season. Um, that all flips over again during the playoffs. And I I know last year there was uh, some questions about you know redoing the the playoff section. And I'll be honest, I just don't really know how to make that work, try and keep track of everybody.
0: Well, I think, Tony, if I remember right, when we got to the playoffs, there was two sections in the app. There was the playoff points one way and playoff points another way. Did I miss that? I, guess I,
3: I don't remember that.
0: you Remember we had a guy contact us and said, oh, I would have been the champion if we had done it the other way. Yeah, we showed
6: it, um, but we never we never took it off that because uh, that didn't how we start the playoffs. That's why we didn't do it that way. And that, uh, ar- I think,
2: that argument is never valid because you, you set your strategy based on the rules you know you're playing under.
0: So when we get to playoffs this year, I think we just need to look at it closely that first week and okay, this is you know we'll focus in and say okay, this is the way we're doing it.
3: Yeah, we'll do that. Um, I mean. Well we'll do it before the playoffs start. We want to have something set right away. Um but they don't offer up a whole lot of a lot of information, you know, that you can read like in their in the rules or the gameplay or the FAQ or anything like that. Um kind of hard, but we'll uh we'll get her done. Anyways, we're we're we got a whole lot of unknowns. It's it's gonna be a lot like it was last year. Um new car. So you know, every, everybody's kind of uh, grasping at straws for the few r- first uh, bunch of races until you know things kind of settled down. You know, very similar to to last year, where you took a while before you started seeing any kinds of trends. So it's gonna make uh make for another interesting season. One
6: hundred percent. How long until the trends of that five cars up front a lot?
3: Uh, well, get past Daytona, and I think you <laughs> that. Hey, yeah, remember the
2: win. remember last year there was. You know, was it Hendrick that really dominated the beginning? And then in the summer, they kind of went into a slump, right? They took the nose away, that's why. Yeah, they, well, NASCAR figured out what they were doing, yeah. You know, with practice
5: being back, that 18s is going to be up front. That should Ooh. help him, yeah.
2: That should help him. Well, with practice
3: coming back, too, that's going to help us as fantasy players. We're going to be able to, you know, get a little preview of what's happening, so... That, that could actually make things a little easier to, you know, kind of fine tune your picks than it did last year. I guess time will tell, but uh, that it's nice to have practice back.
6: And, and what is Mike Mike so happy about? The 670 horsepower.
2: We'll why, see if I can drive say, it. What would you say just Mike? I think we're all happy about that. Yeah,
6: but Mike's the one that every single time
2: he inserts that in as much as he can. I I, So did I, man. I hated that car. I had given up on
0: NASCAR doing the right thing. I really had. I'd given up, and I'm kind of surprised they they went this direction.
2: I think they're steering things back in a a better direction, for sure. Didn't
6: that article that we read uh, on Facebook about uh, all the old NASCAR fans wanted this, and then when they got it, they complained that they got it? Just need to stop listening to uh, old time
2: you cannot group you can't you cannot take any group of people and say everybody's saying something you know it's that's just dumb you can't say every group of a certain age is saying something you can't say every group of a certain whatever whatever demographic you want to pick you've got one person that is old that wants to see this and then you've got another person that, that is old that says this and then somebody in the twitterverse decides to say they're the same people and that's just that's just poor thinking. It's dumb. All right? It's n- the same people who wanted to see more short tracks, those people loved that race Sunday. Will this computer run iRacing? Not now.
0: All right. Hardware software. David, right. we found out what happened to Midwest Simulation.
2: Yeah, I think we... I think we knew what was going on, but we may have not gotten into details about it on the show. Carolina Sin Shop is now uh, coming later this year with some new products. They've already started making and building the iRacing spotlights. Um, In the coming months, they'll be looking for people to help with the beta testing and products that they're making. You can comment or message if you're interested. This is the product that was created by uh, Scott Rupp with uh, Midwest Simulations, and he has uh just gotten to where he cannot keep up with the the demand for the supply anymore and so he has sold the design and the business and uh carolina will be taking it over and they they plan to have their products on the market by the third quarter of 2022 nice uh, you
0: know glad that somebody picked it up you know and you know i know scott's a busy guy and uh he couldn't keep up with it but it's a great product and uh and and need to see another company take it on
2: well, and this is a normal evolution. A lot of times, of an invented product, right? Uh, you have a, a shop guy who can do it for a while, and, and it becomes really successful. But it just, uh, at some point, it's not the business that he wants to run, right? That kind of can take the fun out of it. And so now, so now he he sells it, and he's probably got a nice nest egg from it. But, and, but still, the world has a nice product as well. Okay, Rig
0: Review, Brian. This is uh, triples, but with a twist.
1: Yeah, so uh, this is a, a big old, big old triple setup uh, with, um, I don't know, it's got to be 42, 46-inch screens at least, um, laid out in the corner of a, of a garage room that he said that uh, he built. This was uh, posted by a gentleman named Ryan Hines, H.E. H a i n e s Haynes could be, um, and uh, right above his triple setup, he's got the uh, nose of a uh, Chevy Monte Carlo. Looks like it's getting ready to bear down right on top of where he's sitting. That's uh, a pretty interesting uh, uh, piece of memorabilia to have right over top of your rig, um, and he's got some other cool little trophies and stuff wrapped around his rim, which is a neat to see. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a it's a big triple setup, and. Uh, pretty cool
0: well I think the unique thing is that the triples are hanging on the walls literally like he doesn't have yes. a stand
1: yeah these are probably just using your standard uh, mounts that you would mount uh, you know a, a TV to the wall so rather than having a, uh, a big uh, triple stand uh, that's what he did and and uh, you know it, it would be hard to find a monitor stand that would capable of handling these size screens so uh he, he found another way around it which seems pretty uh you know if you don't mind uh being parked into the corner of your room um it's not a bad deal
0: yeah so the center monitor is like caddy corner across the corner of the room um, and then he's got his his rig right you know facing directly into that corner and then the left and right are obviously dismounted on the walls on either side. So it's, I, I've never really seen it like this, where somebody has, you know, foregone the the stand and said, "Okay, let's just put it in the corner, and we'll just mount the, you know, the TVs on the wall, and we'll just put the rig in front of it." Kind of yeah, a neat idea.
6: Wall mounts a lot cheap. It'd be a lot cheaper than if you already have a rig, just Correct. making your own triples, right? Because if yeah, they're, uh, I, I mean, guess those are probably those look like forty-two inch monitors. A little. They're not the biggest mount out there that you need to put those on the wall
1: no i just i just bought a mount for a wall mount for like 20 bucks i mean buy a couple of those uh, as opposed to probably to get to get a a a, a mounting system that goes on the floor and an 80 20 or something like that you're a couple hundred dollars easy to handle screens this size the
6: one problem i see and mike mike pointed this out when i was building my set is trying to get those set level is such a pain in the ass when you're on any regus to get them all the same height and i bet you trying to mount that would be not fun uh to get them straight and and hung properly but he would obviously had to for the corner he would have had to build a a, a cross bracket to go from the corner so that it, he could mount it too right because yeah the center the
1: corner
0: one would, would be, be flat.
1: yeah but still nothing, nothing crazy uh hard to do i don't think
2: yeah all you would have to do to match the heights is make sure you're using a laser leveler to when you when you put all your brackets in place. Yeah, I just think I think the
6: problem is is when you're when you're leveling out the back there it's such a finicky thing to level out monitors like I, I've spent almost 3 hours trying to level mine properly without the proper brackets.
1: And typically those wall mounts let you slide the TV left and right too, to get good fits up against one another. So that, that might, uh, give you but a little bit more flexibility.
0: They don't provide an up and down though. Like if you, if you misdrilled your holes, even a millimeter short, you know, up or down, you'd be, you'd have a mess. It's
6: definitely a new way of thinking about running triples though. If you, if if you can come up with this, because, um, it's it's a cheap way of making your own mount.
0: Well, the angle is going to be a fixed angle. It's not like you'd be have an adjustable, you know, angle between the you know the left to the center or the right to the center, because it you know it's a ninety degree corner of a of a room. You have to corner. make
6: sure that center one is like even, dead even, to try and get those pr- perfectly. And even then, it's like what wall is comp- completely square, right?
0: Yeah, Ryan Haynes. Uh, this is his rig. He's in the uh, Fast Track Sim Racing League, and he put this up in the Discord. And uh, I thought we we'd talk about it.
3: This is actually a lot easier than you guys think it is. You just get like three thirty dollar VESA mounts, adjustable VESA mounts, and and mount them all the same height. Boom. It's it's it really is not much harder than that.
0: Well, the center monitor though, Tony. I mean, where would you mount? Uh, you know you, you can't mount it straight into the corner so you'd have to have it on one wall or the other
3: no you just run a cross bracing like two by yeah. four from yeah, from that's what to you know, say it'd have to
0: be a cross brace
3: I, i've mounted um tv like corner tvs like this like a bigger one 55 inch ones using that method and and it does work really well but that's how i would do it
0: okay next up greg i race control
6: so I was kind of just look, going through this a little bit here. Um, the it's kind of cool. So it's uh, it's obviously a software controller here that uh, I guess it's being shared by was it Christoph? I, I don't know how to pronounce his last ton, tonium? Tony, I'm. tone tonium. Tonium. Tonham. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Um, anyways, it's, it's a it's an iris and control program that uh, it's actually developed by Richard Hibbs. Um, It's in the alpha state, but it's going to have some features uh, to be your own, obviously, race controller. So um, there's going to be live track positions for the cars if you want to map or something. uh, Live timing for laps, sectors, things like that. Um, Random yellows. Incident logger. What was that, Mike? Random yellows. Yeah, so this is kind of like what uh, I, I don't know if there's as... Thorough is the one that David uh, sometimes does where we have incident counters to create a caution, but you can throw your own.
2: If you read a little further, it kind of covers both. You can have something that's based totally on probability within certain time slots, and it also has the auto steward, which includes throwing full course for total incident counts in the first lap or total incident counts within a 10-second window. Or in total, so it's just actually a, lev- a step up from the previous software, which was really kind of a beta. I don't know if these are the same guys or not, but I'm I'm definitely going to be grabbing this. This will be handy when we're if you want to run yellows on a on a road course. I think we should pawn this off on uh, try and get the fast track league
6: looking into this one, maybe, Too
2: already have. I literally just told him we're covering it in the, okay. in the Discord as of this moment. Sounds good, um, but yeah. So it's basically. Uh,
6: and i con- i race controller uh, to be your own admin slash steward slash you know even run it off of a broadcast uh, stuff, so it's kind of cool to uh have all this
2: yeah, it has all this stuff where you can control the pace car, uh shorten lengthen cautions, open and closed pits, stuff like that that
0: is so cool. so if you're an admin of a race, I mean use this interface and then you don't have to like the when we had a race the other day. Okay, how do we shorten the the caution? Nobody can remember the code you know that you have to type in, so to have an interface and it's it's pretty cool.
6: I think the trap track map thing's kind of cool too, where you can actually see where all the cars are on the track, so you can do some stuff too there while you're watching you know eyes in the sky, right?
0: yeah, and I'm in a league where where you know an admin doesn't actually raise he stands up like like you said, eye in the sky, making sure everything's working, you know.
2: All right, jumping back into hardware, Tony. We've got some new pedals from Invicta.
3: Yeah, it's the Acetac Simsports Invicta Pedals. It's a two pedal setup that's in uh pre-order right now. And this is kind of different, but this is a free and no obligation pre-order opportunity for these pedals. So um, I probably should have read this a little further through. Um but uh, is this just like a load cell pedal?
0: Yeah. Yeah, we talked about these okay. before. I, and they're finally on sale now. From our friends at Advanced Sim Racing. Yeah. That's who you just bought your rig That's from, where right? I bought all my rig stuff from. Yeah, so they're selling these pedals. Um, these pedals, they, they've been all over social media in the last couple of months. And so it'll be interesting to see as they get out in the wild um you know what people really think of them the the unique thing about this is when you look at the picture it shows the brake and the throttle but they sell a third uh, a clutch uh and it's real narrow and you just set it on the side of it and then you end up with three pedals okay so
6: to go at what is here the twin hydraulic opposing rapid piston is what they're calling it is its oh. system a aztec simsports hydraulic brake cylinder so it's a different type of hydraulic that they run
3: okay i was gonna say like uh it's kind of on this expensive side for load cell but being yeah, yeah. a hydraulic it makes a little more sense now so With obviously signature
6: they're uh they're located in canada too they're out of quebec um they ship free to anywhere in north america
2: I do like how they are actually kind of doing a pre-order so they can get an idea of who wants them, but not making you loan them, you know, 800 bucks for three months, interest free. All right, check it out. Back to software. I found a
0: neat trick this week with one of my favorite third-party apps, Joel Real Timing. And I say, I called this Joel Real Timing is the app that keeps on giving because I use it for my dash. I use it for my timing and scoring on my fourth monitor. And now I'm using it, and I also use it for the visual spotter, which is so cool. But now I figured out you can take high-quality screenshots of your car with Joel Real Timing. All you have to do is click on the right side of any Joel Real Timing screen. You'll see a red bar. You click the red bar, and you hit Take Photo the button and it's amazing what happens when you do it you're in your I have the triples up I'm in the sim I pause the the replay on the car you know of the picture I want and I hit the button take photo and it's amazing the whole triples goes away it goes over to the left screen only it rolls a short video of a few seconds and gets this motion blur thing going and then you hit C to take the picture and S to save and then A to get out. And and so you push like three buttons and then it saves it in a folder under documents, jewel real timing, photos. And then you go in there and you can crop it down to you know the size you want, but basically you end up with a very high resolution motion blurred photo. This, you used this the uh, was it Saturday
6: night for Chris and I as well. You took photos of both of our 87 cars.
0: I did. I mean, it's so quick. I mean, I can get a photo done in like 30 seconds uh, with this system. Um, and it looks really good. I put some examples here on the, on the script.
2: I've yeah. never been able to get that motion blur thing to look right in iRacing with the regular screenshot through a re- replay.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to play around with it. It's all automated. I mean, it does all the work for you. I mean, it has some features where you can adjust certain things, but I've never felt that I needed to adjust anything. I just took the photo, and it and it came out good. So check it out.
6: David, looking at the paint here, was it you earlier that said that they're going to be able to paint the side skirts now?
2: If that's the same thing as, as the uh, – what was the term I said in the chat? Uh, Something box. Yeah, uh, the – I can't remember the term, but they were talking about it on Dell Jr. download that they're reopening that, that part to be painted again. That, that was something that had not, had been taken away from the owners. And, and, uh, and it was literally just announced during, during the YouTube live stream for um, was it one of the producers for Dell got, got a message straight from what a NASCAR guy saying, yeah, they're changing that." changing that. Um, but I can't, I can't remember what he called it. I'll go back and look up in the chat.
0: I hope it's the, the the side skirts, like you said. I mean, if you look at the picture, I mean, it's just black. I mean, it would be great if I could put a color on that.
6: Yeah, and extend it right down to the ground, which would be really nice.
0: Let's move on to other software. We now have a Gen 7 Motec workbook.
2: Yep. Uh, some of the stuff was not working right with the old Gen 6 book, so somebody put the work to get it a little bit more up to date. Um, it's Kyle L... Uh, Steinwand, and he's uh, offering an updated version that was basically rolled off of the old MoTeC project that was done by Peter Chamberlain. Uh, It is titled MoTeC Project 2022 NextGen. It has some updated information to better match the newer telemetry outputs that are available. And
0: if you want to learn about setups on NextGen, you need to come read this thread. Um, So not only... You know, get the workbook if you need it, but Matt Holden is in here with Kyle uh, going back and forth on a lot of these setup things and um, i mean it, it, it's really good to to try to absorb, but it's a little bit over my head
2: and I did find in the chat what it was called uh, they called it the rocker box on the on the paint Go, kind of rolling back to that topic
0: where is it physically though
2: i that's just what they were calling it, but I think they mean the side skirts. Okay. So, That's or, an or, awesome or, name. Yeah. But yeah, the Mo- if you want to be the setup guy, the MoTeC thing will be good. I, I, all I can do is get in a setup and say how it feels. I, I tried playing with actually doing setups, well, I guess two years ago, and it's not my cup of tea. Okay, next,
0: Tony. Take my money, maybe.
3: Uh-oh. Could this one uh, maybe change your mind over to the- you? Uh, the one you've been drooling over for a few months?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, that one is so expensive and this one is so cheap. I mean, <laughs> I would be stupid not to think about it.
3: It's so it's been well, around forever. Well, what we're talking about is the Club Sport uh, steering wheel F1 Esports uh, V2. So they're celebrating a the partnership with Formula One as official provider Of the F1 Esports series, the Club Sport steering wheel is designed for driving Formula One cars at the limit. The V2 comes with magnetic shifters, customizable RGB LEDs, revised electronics, and an exchangeable quick release.
2: So this is definitely a little bit lighter version than, say, say the one that that I got sent back back when I got the DD, right? Um, You don't have the rotary knobs, and some of those options are the advanced pedal modules i don't i don't know if i would want to give that up i I guess that's what you're getting at this price point but it's definitely a good cheap end formula wheel
6: it's it's basically um it's a very generic it's just a wheel it's a generic f1 wheel with buttons it's just this is their lowest end formula rim that they've had for for a while they just put a v2 version of it out with the quick release and uh I guess the magnetic shifters that it should have come with when it first launched, like it's it's the same thing. Fanatic seems to be doing with all their wheels is load it or bring it out one way. Then a couple, a year later, rebrand it with the stuff it should have had or wasn't breaking off of it, I guess.
2: Yeah. And it it is the exact same shape as, as the, the version I have. It's just, it's just less buttons, right? A lot less electronics.
3: Well, that could also be a plus for, um, Yeah, just more like the, uh, a casual enthusiast. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. So it's 270 bucks and I am casual. I mean, I was just thinking about, I, I want one of these, but when would I actually race it? I mean, when's the next time I'm going to be in a road car, it might be a few months. So I I don't really need it, but I want one. I want that Bentley wheel that we talked, that we, they teased last summer that they never released and that, and as far as i know they're never going to there's i did research there's no indication that they're going to release that wheel anytime but i wanted that bentley wheel and, and no and who knows how much it is probably a thousand to fifteen hundred and you know based on everything else i've purchased that's high-end you know i wanted to get a high-end wheel but at the same time i don't use road very much so maybe i should just get a cheap wheel and this really suits the the, the bill for that um so I might just buy this. I, I'm, it's, on, I'm really on the fence.
2: Just don't neglect getting that advanced power module option if if you can, or, uh, or the one that has those on there, because being able to use the hand clutch, is is very handy on on standing starts. I think I that's the if, next next mod for my. I wonder, role.
6: I wonder, I wonder if that Bentley rim in in Fanatec's arsenal there is kind of just like the concept car that never ends up coming out. It's just there to track people to the, to, to the site and, and get clicks on it with their technology. And that's something they have down the road to use with something else. They just might not ever
0: release it as that Bentley rim.
2: And another possibility is that the chip shortage issue can be affecting its development. The,
0: the other thing on this wheel is it has the QR1 uh, wheel side quick release adapter, but it also means the wheel can be upgraded easily to the next generation qr2 system which is coming soon so like if i buy into this wheel i'm actually buying into their their old uh, qr system and when we fully know that they have a new qr system coming out that's superior so because of that you know i'm a little on the fence too you know do I want to buy into the older system but i don't know we'll see With that, let's get into uh results. NASCAR iRacing series. Well, next week uh we're gonna be there. Uh we're not quite there yet. But let's talk official A fix, Tony Rochette, P8. P eight. You're not
5: transmitting Tony. Oh, wrong button, that's why. Uh, me and Groves decided to um hop in a A 6 Friday night at Kentucky, um, with the next gen. Um we figured out. I know you guys were talking about last week about how the next gen car is, is unstable and stuff like that. Um, a lot of it, I think, is the track Kentucky sucks. Um, about halfway through the race, I actually figure out how to, how to drive three and four, um,
3: stayed away from the wrecks, and uh, yeah. All right. Well done. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, that race. Um, that car was like, it was a handful to drive. And like Tony said, Kentucky kind of sucks, which made it even harder. Um, I think I had like a—I don't even remember. I think it was a P14 finish, but it was all I could do, just keep the damn thing on track.
0: Don't you love that?
3: I—I <laughs> I do. I kind of miss that, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun, and that car would get loose on you. But I don't know for some reason, I just found it—you know—it'd get loose, but it was pretty easy to control. But it was getting loose. You know easily
6: probably the tire sizes there's more surface to recover
0: from and just the way it kind of handles the air okay I ran some hosted over the weekend uh, Chris McGuire always uh, has those fun races on the weekend nights I ran the Kia at Talladega man that was a blast um, the Kia is is great at ovals I, I you know got to try that then we did the old cup car at Talladega Uh, Gen 5 with no restrictor plate. That's always a blast Uh, really separates the men from the boys on that race. And then Daytona Daytona prototype at Texas on the oval Um, drafting. Wow. I mean, those things make a huge hole in the air and you get these huge runs. It was was great fun. Let's talk uh, fast track racing league. Uh, I ran P 14. I was on the white uh, flag pushing David to the win, and we were looking really good, uh, but I got hooked from behind. Um, it was an accident, but I think David and I were kind of going high to the wall, which we were doing all race long. On the straightaways, we would we would separate from the inside pack, the inside line, and get against the wall. But in the corners, we would go down and side draft. So even though it was the white, I, was, I still went out against the wall. And then the guy behind me, you know, caught me from the inside and, and turned me. Uh, but it was a great run for us to, to be running up front. Um, most of the race, all three of us were lined up. Um, David, I think you got P3
2: i did uh, when you got turned uh, we were making the move on the outside i didn't go quite as high as you did because we were already almost to the turn so i was getting ready to go ahead and side draft him around the next corner uh but then that other guy he actually mentioned on discord that he literally just didn't see you in time because he was watching his mirror right so he, di- he didn't mean to get into you we definitely chalk that up to an accident and a, uh, a well-earned ap- apology um so, yeah, once I lost the help, there was just three of us left out there. Uh, actually, I think Tyler Marble was in there, and I, I threw a really hard block on him to, to try to hold on to third. Uh, the other two guys were down on the inside, and, you know, one two cars left easily beat one car. Uh, but it's just still an exciting run uh, for the non-points race. But it was the first one that was, you know, we're kind of getting back into the real racing, and um yeah the package was nice and it's still working really good for us we're, we're able to move it back actually the most important or the most exciting part of that though and i did post my youtube video of it is that um i because of the the spin under green i w- i was the lucky dog actually when the caution came out so i got fresh tires bobby gave me that tip he's like he reminded me I i probably might have thought of, of myself but he definitely reminded me hey go get tires because you're gonna be in the back anyway And so I did. And it's getting to the point at Daytona where tires do matter, even after just one fuel can. Um, Bark, bark, by the way, Brian. (laughs) Um, And I came on that restart. I I started in 20th. Tail of the field, I think is all we had left, because there's only 22 cars originally in the field, right? And in two laps, I was in uh, fourth place, right behind Mike. Yeah, and
0: um, I had a little damage, and so I was kind of a sitting duck. And I was waiting for you to kind of, I, I was asking, what's our move? What are we doing? And, and you were like, play it by ear. And so you finally made a move because Alan jumped to the bottom. You jumped down below him. I pulled in behind you to try to push you on. But you actually had a moment where you you were clear of Alan. You probably could have uh, got got the win, but you didn't pull down
2: yeah wh- he actually moved down after i did because i was laying back off of you getting ready to set up the move and i i, I, I don't know if you know, you watched me for about a lap or so i'm leaving that gap so that when i'm ready to go ahead and gun it down i can i did that but alan saw it coming and came down as well and that left the other guy behind whoever whoever was leaving but then you immediately called for us two to go back up since you got behind me and I, and, and i did that and we were there and right when you got turned Or No, you had not been turned yet and I was pushed out in front of him and could have pulled down and just left you, but I I was expecting you to get right back on my bumper and then you got turned. And by that time, I couldn't pull back down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you you stayed up because you thought I was still going to be there to push you on. Uh, Greg, I mean, you had a good run too. Um, I mean, we all looked good out there, didn't we? Well,
6: I was coming. I had a run on the outside and I was clearing them and I was going to be with you guys and I just got that same wreck that you were got turned in, Mike, the same guy got me when his car came back up and I just missed it and, or just got clipped at the last second and yeah, but uh, that was the best I've felt at a restrictor plate race in a while. Cause, or I guess it's not a restrictor plate, but a, a, a plate track. But I mean, I was up front leading laps, uh, moving around the pack with you guys back and forth wherever we wanted to go we seem to be able to make it work so i'm kind of excited for when we actually get into the fast track 500 or whatever they're doing whatever they call it for the daytona to start the season because uh this champion wants to uh repeat next season so we're gonna we're gonna bring a championship home again from someone on the team but i'm hoping it's uh, still with the champ from last season
2: wasn't it interesting when we established, when we got that high line kind of clean and established, people stopped trying to go low for a while and started staying with us. Like, I particularly noticed that Alan, he was always paying attention to where we were and trying to stay in front of us.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, he, he knew we were grouped together, and so he was grouped with us.
6: Whatever Alan had under the hood, whatever had Lucky had under the hood, we all seem to be able to push each other's to the front and get going there. So it was kind of good to work
0: with some of those guys just to see how they run, uh, in the pack as well. Yeah. Lucky Richard, lucky was fast. And, uh, and Alan was fast too. Yeah.
2: As soon as we got done with the race and I got that video ready, I actually sent it to, to one of the, one of the staffers that I, that I can talk to and, um, had him just asked him to pass on to him that this package is awesome. And Uh, go go watch this little last five lap run Um, even though we had the big wreck at the end it's just think about how much more boring the the, the Daytona races were last year just because you could not you had to be you could only get that outside lane to work if the stars were aligned and the moon was in retrograde you know and and Venus was flying into the sun that was about the only way it would work
0: yeah it's really it's much easier now and a lot of fun I mean and so I'm, I'm doing Carb Cup this week, just trying to get some reps, some repetition. I know uh, our Tyler Williamson, he, he's won a couple times Carb Cup this week, trying to get some muscle memory.
6: I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but just talking about the package too there. When I got into the middle, when we were, like, the lanes kept switching so fast in those final, what do we have, three or four laps there to finish it? The lanes changed so many different times, when I got in the middle, um, I was able to go down onto the inside, slow down the inside lane, and then go back up, grab the top lane, slow them down, and then when they both got down the straightaways, they could both like, it, the, the, the amount that you can get sucked back by the uh, side drafting is crazy, and, and use the air uh, effectively uh, with these cars, it's so much, it's so much more uh, of a, a chess match out there.
0: It's like the Dale Earnhardt, I can see the air situation. And you have to, because like you said, the air is very turbulent and and you go back and, uh, really quick if you get in the middle. Super fun. All right, keep moving. Uh, Man Cave After Dark, Thursday night truck league. I ran Lucas Oil Raceway. Twice someone spun in front of me and I had to take massive action to avoid. I ended up at the back because of that and eventually lapped but a caution and then got the lucky dog. So I ended up uh, spinning on my own after that and killing the left front on the inside wall at three and a half minutes damage, but it was a short track and I didn't lose too much speed. Uh, But later on I got ran over from behind and dumped basically. Saturday, Sim 500 Esports Racing League, the 87 car at Wilkesboro. Uh, Chris got a P12 and I got a P10. I got involved in a lot of early incidents that weren't my doing, but this car is a tank and it seemed to be just fine with a minute and a half damage. I turned it up, uh, taking tires on lap 35, but then we had a long green run and I got lapped. Uh, missed out on the lucky dog opportunity near the end, so I just brought it home, P10. Uh, the OBRL Aftermath Truck Series. I had a chance at winning, we are gonna forget that? Oh, I didn't have your uh, your uh, result here, Greg. Uh, what'd you do? Uh, <laughs> I finished P3 in that race. Remember I was
6: the one that went 142 oh, yeah. laps on the tires? Did you print your then, results uh, cuz we we we've been we've up, been updating like, them here or something like that? But yeah, we I went uh, I couldn't believe how good that thing felt <laughs> running on such low tread. I was down to what 25% on the on the right rear tire and 30 and something on the right front. Um, but then we had, got a pit stop and had a green-white checkered
0: um, for the end there, and uh, I finished P3. Yeah, I was surprised uh, how well you did on those old tires. I was running the leader down
6: on that. If it would have gone green, I would have got close to him. I don't know if I would have caught him, but I was able to run cars down that had already pitted in that um, in the race before. and. I just, I, I kept saying to myself, uh, we're going to, are we going to pit this caution? Are we going to pit?" cause it was so many cautions early that we didn't want to pit. Right. And then I was like, okay, we'll sail for one more. There'll be another caution. And then we got an 80 something odd lap run there with no caution. And I was like, oh, great. It's going to fall or we have, we're not going to we're going to have to do a green flag pit stop. And then anybody that got tires will last us out, but the tires just kept surviving. I never, I was waiting for that. You know, you have your tires are wearing out
0: called by the spotter. Yeah, nice run. This league has uh, turned out to be a lot of fun. So, all right. So now OBRL Aftermath Trucks, we got Dwayne MacArthur winning with Josh Robinson second, and Crank Bell is third. And then we wrapped up. It looks like the OBRL Cup Series Championship is Dwayne MacArthur. Tom ogle finished second. Josh Robinson third. Greg McDaniel fourth.
2: Sounds like they need to retire Dwayne. I agree, or put a bounty on him. One of the two.
0: A bounty, I like that. Let's do that. All right. With that, let's jump to final thoughts, Brian McCubbin.
1: Um, So I think I figured out what I'm going to be doing uh, for this season. Um, I, I wanted to do a more aggressive uh, uh, schedule, but I'm trying to be more realistic what I'll be able to handle over the course of a whole 40 uh, week season. So yeah, I'm looking forward to get those. So those leaks started a lot of a lot of catching up to do to get ready for daytona that's going to be a big week coming up so uh yeah I, i'm sure everybody's excited for that uh daytona week um and uh let's get this thing started
0: so you got racing like every night like i do I, actually i'm six nights a week
1: now i'm going to be doing a definite three possible four at the most i think is real realistic I don't want to overcommit and uh, have to pull out, you know.
0: Yeah, that's smart. All right, uh, David Hall, final thoughts.
2: Watch my stream. I want more than two average viewers. Uh, that's going great. I love the package. I'm excited for the season to start, uh, and I'm excited to have uh, the Sim Coaches guys come back on with us for the whole season. Uh, I was the the guy who kind of found him when we when my pedals died and. You know, I had a customer service guy answering the question of availability that night. And it was nine local their time, 11 p.m. for me. It was in the middle of the summer. And um, boom, I had pedals the next week. And they, the, the customer service is just serious. Uh, so we look forward to the partnership with them and maybe more uh, future exciting things to come. Yeah. Hey,
1: David, um, just uh, just to cut in here real quick, um, I, I always had really hard time. Trying to watch your streams on um, Twitch, but uh, you've been posting them on Discord, and I've been able to watch them without any issues. And uh, I think it's pretty cool. I've I've actually I've actually watched a little bit of your stuff recently.
2: So the current link is working better on Discord.
1: Way better than Twitch. Twitch for okay. me was just well, uh, just
2: that's just a link too to Twitch.
1: Yeah, but for whatever reason, when I when I pick up your stream from Discord. Yeah, I, I don't have any issues like I did with Twitch.
2: Was it uh, was it bandwidth issues or was it just blank black? Uh,
1: when I would watch you on Twitch, it would just like freeze and then freeze and freeze. It would just I would just be getting you know intermittent streams of video and with, hmm. with tons of pauses and it was unwatchable. But um, when I'm when I'm watching it through Discord, I, I'm able to watch it without hardly any interruptions. It works much much better for some reason.
2: I wonder if that's actually related to the fact that I'm streaming on the other PC now.
0: Probably is, to Could be honest. Be. It's probably yeah. got to do with that. And we're also streaming to Facebook, Tifosi Racing Facebook page. And that's a great place to to watch anybody on our team. And I, and I think a lot of us are going to be streaming as we get into season here. So make sure you're following us at Tefosi Racing on Facebook.
2: If we could get one of us to actually have like the affiliate level or whatever, then we're we have access to the the team streaming on Twitter. But we get we, we can't do it with just just the average user or average streamer right now. Okay, Greg Hector's final thoughts.
6: Uh just looking forward to doing Bathurst this weekend with uh David and Adam. Uh I think we're gonna be starting that one uh tomorrow afternoon. I guess I'll be starting it because Bathurst is Pretty much my track i know we don't i don't normally start but because it's bathurst i'll do it um and i was just I, i'm really really happy with how the fast track race went the other night i was kind of excited about the drafting i kind of don't like the drafting portion of of uh of the racing part i like to have the to be able to you know drive the car and have it wear out and stuff like that that's my kind of driving So when you're in a restrictor plate race and tucked in a pack, it's not been the most entertaining for me, but I really enjoyed it the other night, and I'm really enjoying the 87 car on Saturday nights here uh, with that league. Um, I'm just looking forward to the season starting and uh, running this car because it's going to be fun, and I can't wait.
0: All right, let's get it. Uh, Tony Groves, final thoughts?
3: Well, I was uh, all geared up, ready to – the Daytona 500 with Lisa doing the Daytona 500 right beside me. Um, she was uh, practicing roundhouse kicks at me because I was uh, trying to make fun of her, and I ducked, and she kicked something, broke her toes, so she won't be joining me for the Daytona 500. But hopefully, that is soon thereafter. Um, I'm really excited about that getting to uh, um, do this whole season with, with her, you know, racing right beside me. Um, got Brandon, uh, working on some new paints for, for both of us. So I'm excited to see what he's come up with. I just said here, just do something cool, have fun with it. So, um, yeah, excited for that, excited for the season, excited that this car is going to be fun to drive again. Finally, it's been way too long. That's it.
0: It has been too long. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Tony Rochette, final thoughts?
5: Oh, a couple of things that uh, I want to thank Brandon for uh, making an awesome car. I have now dubbed it dubbed it the, the Chubby Burb. Um, it's going to get a 500 win. Another I love thing, that I confidence. Oh, yeah. Well, second place pissed me off last year. So, um, another thing, I faith. I don't know if I talked it on this this, but I know it on the aftermath. Facebook kind of got me with those stupid sponsored things. Um, I bought me an etched bottle of wine um, engraved or etched. It's got Michigan on there. It actually has the date that I won a couple of years ago on there. Nice. And uh, if I win the 500, I'm getting me another one.
0: If I win the 500, I'm going to order one of these for me too.
5: You've oh, talked and- me into it. There you go. I wish they had an indie one. I definitely got to get an indie one, but uh, not a little thing. Uh, I don't know if you could see that. Uh, Project Canine Hero, a uh, little dog chew toy, and go
0: get one of those. Yeah, we love Project Canine. All right. Uh, my final thoughts uh, my schedule is solidifying for the season. I got my work schedule for the next six months. I get the same days off. That's great. That means we can continue the podcast recording on our regular schedule. I'm off Thursday Fridays. I have the same hours except a uh, half hour lunch instead of 45 minutes. Not real happy about that, but I didn't really have a choice. And they have me working three hours early on a, earlier than normal on a Sunday. Um, so I have to go to work at 5.45 a.m. on a Sunday morning, every Sunday. Uh, yeah, so that's my schedule. My racing schedule is going to be the following. Monday night, fast track. Tuesday night, open. And that's uh, my non-racing night. And I'll usually watch the Coke race uh, and uh, take notes for that for the show. Wednesday night, of course, NIS. Thursday afternoon, NIS. Thursday night, podcast recording. And then, Man Cave After Dark League, Thursday night. Friday night will be NIS saturday will be the 87 sim 500 league and then sunday night i'll run my only nis fixed start uh hopefully uh Lou Allen and uh and others may join me on that one but i don't know six nights a week that might be too much uh, like brian's saying but uh that's what we're gonna start with and we'll see how it goes other than that i'm getting some tax return money back and uh really debating that fanatech wheel um you know maybe thinking about pre-ordering that and giving up on the the bentley even though i kind of like that bentley but with the you know no set start date or even a price on the thing i think i'm going to give up on the bentley and with that hey we'll see you on the track later thank you for listening to the odd racers lounge podcast Make sure you go subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. See you on the track.